Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello there, friends. I'm so thankful for a very pressing word that God has put on my heart to share with you today. And today, I believe God wants to give you a breakthrough, a breakthrough in your heart, in your spirit, that you will be a new man, a new woman, that after this broadcast, God can do something in your heart by giving you a breakthrough when you surrender everything to him and he can come down and make all things wonderfully new for you and bring you out and lift you up without going back again. Oh, we need a breakthrough. And many people that are watching or that are listening right now, you need a breakthrough in your life. And maybe you feel like you are in some kind of a prison. Today, my message is also for pastors. It's for workers in the kingdom that maybe have so much hurt and so much pain because of all the things that have been said and done, maybe in your church, in your ministry, or maybe in your family, or somehow through your past, you feel like you are in a prison of pain, in a prison of suffering. You feel like you are in a prison of sin and of shame, and you want to be different, and you want to act different, and you want to have a new life and live the new life. But somehow, oh, you came out in the past, but it only lasted 24 hours, or maybe it lasted a month or a half year. And before you knew it, you were back in that prison again. You were back in that painful place again. You were back in that place of shame. And somehow, oh, you, you just fell down again and you want to get out again. And now you are crying, Lord, get me out of this place. But you know, there is some other breakthrough that God wants to do first before he can bring you out of that place that you will never have to return there again. I want to read with you, it's quite some verses, but we will go to Judges chapter 16. Well, we are going to the story of Samson and the story of Samson. Well, that's one of the first stories I heard in the Bible and I'm sure it's the same with you if you've been brought up in a Christian home or if you have gone to Sunday school, if you have a children's Bible in your home. Well, probably one of the stories that's in there, usually it's in that children's Bible, is the story of Samson. And if you read that story, well, when I had my children when they were so young, we bought a great children's Bible with beautiful illustrations, and it had the story of Samson there, and it showed him with such a robust figure, oh, broad shoulders, great muscles. He looked like a superman. And you could see where his strength was. I mean, they painted him a few feet taller, a few centimeters taller than all the other people. And he was twice the size that they were in, in width. I mean, you could see those muscles and you could recognize, uh, oh, that's Samson, that's Samson. I can see that's that powerful, strong man. But you know, in reality, I don't believe it was like that because it was a mystery where his strength came from. 
If you would see such a broad and big and muscled man, maybe you couldn't believe that he was able to lift that or to do that. But still, you wouldn't question where is his strength coming from because you see the muscles. You see that build, that figure, and you see, well, that must be the source of his strength. But it says they did not know where the source of his strength lied, where it came from, because I don't think it was so visible. And so it is with the church today. He is that type of the church. Samson is that picture of the church. Maybe we don't all look like Superman. Maybe we don't always feel like Superman. But once we have that superpower of God through the Holy Spirit in us, I tell you, impossible things happen in our life. And people will be amazed. It was just like those disciples who were with Jesus after he had left Oh, they were preaching and ministering and praying and casting out devils and and healing the sick. And they were standing in front of these courts and judges and they were speaking with such power and such authority that the Pharisees and the scribes, they were amazed. And they said, look at these men. We know they have not been educated. We know they have not been brought up in this kind of a lifestyle that they would know how to speak with such power and authority. But yet they have a power and authority. Where is it coming from? Oh, hallelujah, when we can be that church that is a mystery to the world, but it's not a mystery to us because we know our power is from the Lord. Hallelujah, our strength is from the Lord. And suddenly it says they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Hallelujah, they had been with Jesus. When we spent time with Jesus in fellowship, in prayer, All that unction, that anointing comes upon us. But I want to go to a part of Samson's story that is quite tragic. Because here we see that he lost that power. We're going to Judges chapter 16. And please bear with me as I read quite some verses here. Starting at verse 20. And Delilah called and said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. And then the Philistines, they seized him, gouged out his eyes and took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles. And they set him to grinding grain in the prison. But the hair on his head, began to grow again after it had been shaved. Oh, what a promise. What a prophetic word this is for you today. Hallelujah. Now the rulers of the Philistines, they assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate, saying, Our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. Well, of course, this is not the truth because their God... A dead statue could not do anything. But you know the truth behind the story why Samson was delivered unto them. When the people saw him, Samson, they praised their God, saying, 
Our God has delivered our enemy into our hands. The one who laid waste our land and multiplied our slain. And while they were in high spirits, they shouted, bring out Samson to entertain us. And so they called Samson out of the prison and he performed for them. And when they stood him among the pillars, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple so that I may lean against them. Now the temple was crowded with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there. And on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. And then Samson prayed to the Lord. I like this part. Sovereign Lord, remember me. Remember me. This is our prayer today, maybe for you. This is exactly the prayer that you need right now. Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. And then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And then he pushed with all his might and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than while he lived. And then his brothers and sisters and his father, father's whole family went down to get him. They brought him back and buried him between Zorah and Eshtaol in the tomb of Manoah, his father. He had led Israel for 20 years. Well, there's much to say about this portion of Scripture today. But let me just go over a few things because I want to get to the heart of the matter of the message that God put on my heart for you today. Well, one of the sad things is that it says the Lord departed from him and he did not even know it. How sad when the Lord departs and you don't even know it. And this is how it usually goes. Let's be honest. Or oh, we can point the finger at Samson. But, but in our lives, sometimes it, it goes the same way. We make a mistake once and we turn our back to him once. And then we do it another time. And then we go further and further and further until we become insensitive to the Spirit of God insensitive to his presence and we don't even know that he already is gone that we are at places where he is not and we don't even miss it for a while and maybe we are praying our prayers ritually or in a form of habit we are saying our prayers and things but but the but the lord god almighty is not in it anymore how sad if the church of jesus christ and again samson is a type of the church of jesus christ how sad if the church comes to a point where they're doing all the religious rituals but the Lord God himself is not in the midst of it anymore. Oh, then we, we have really stooped down to the lowest level. Well, you see that they caught him and they put him into that uh, prison and they brought him out at that celebration to entertain them. 
And I think this is how in many countries, in many places, the way that people look to the church today. It is a form of entertainment. For them, it's the same as sports. It's the same as maybe music or musicals or singing or whatever. And for them, the church, well, one goes to this, the other goes to that. It's some kind of entertainment. But the church is not here to entertain the world. And maybe your family is looking to you at the same way. And they feel that you are entertaining them in some way or the other because they look to your life and there is no power there. Oh, today, my dear friend, God wants to release you out of that prison. But he wants to do something while you are in that prison. He wants to change your heart. Change your heart. I'm preaching about a breakthrough today. And so many times we are praying for a breakthrough. We are in a mess. We are in a tight spot. We feel like we're in a prison cell, whatever the circumstances may be. And we're crying out to the Lord, get me out of this. Get me out of this place of pain. Get me out of this place of suffering. Get me out of this place of shame. But you know, oh, even if we would get out, We would just be out one day, two days, maybe a month, maybe a half year, but we would be back in that place again because we come out with the same unchanged heart. Today I'm talking about a breakthrough and the breakthrough that I'm talking about is the breakthrough you will experience in your heart. You need a change in your heart. Somehow, if you look to the life of Simpson, he lost that power. But it was not because of one mishap. It was not because of one mistake. No, I've seen God. He doesn't work that way. He gives us chance about chance upon chance upon chance. And he gave Samson's many chances. But you know, if you go to the beginning of the story, you see he already had his eye on a Philistine girl. And his father said, Samson, How can you do this? Don't go to those Philistine girls. You, you are a Nazarene. You are a chosen vessel of the Lord. You shouldn't mingle with the Philistine ladies, with the Philistine girl. God has someone better for you. But he said to his father, go and get her for me. Well, he got into a great mess because of that. Then later we read, he went to the prostitutes. Well, as a preacher, many times I came to that place and I didn't understand it. How is it possible that Samson went to the prostitutes and yet he was able to move in that supernatural strength? Well, the Lord was gracious there. And then he starts that relationship with Delilah. And little by little, he is giving his heart more and more and more until finally he couldn't bear it anymore. And he gave his whole heart to her, which should have belonged to the Lord. And so it was that habitual sin, that habitual mistake. And maybe for you, it's also a habitual sin or maybe it's a habitual pain, suffering or something else. In the beginning, I said this is also for ministers. This is for all kinds of people. And maybe what you are carrying, be it pain, be it shame, be it sin, be it suffering, I don't know what it is, but somehow it's keeping you in prison. But But what are you doing in that prison? Oh, the Lord wants to do a miraculous work in that prison. He wants to change your heart. And I feel that Samson, at that last point, he finally made that change in his life. The Lord was able to change his heart. But I want to go 
quickly to that other man who spent time in prison, Joseph. And it says in Psalms 105, yes, the Psalms speak about Joseph. It says in verse 16, and he called down, God called down a famine on the land and destroyed all their supplies of food. And he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave, and they bruised his feet with shackles, and his neck was put in irons, till what he foretold came to pass, till the word of the Lord proved him true. And the king sent and released him, and the ruler of peoples set him free, and he made him master of his household, ruler over all he possessed, to instruct his princes as he pleased and teach his elders wisdom. Now this is the NIV, a newer translation. But if you go to the older translation, the King James, what happened in that prison? Joseph was not waiting in that prison for God to finally come to the point where he could bring that breakthrough in his life. No, God was waiting for Joseph. For it says, he was put in chains of iron until the time that his word of prophecy regarding his brothers came true. The word of the Lord tested and refined him. And in the old Dutch translation, it says the same. It uses that old word. It refined him. While he was in prison, Joseph Everybody had forgotten him. But there, as he was left alone with the Lord, all his expectations, all his frustrations, his hurts, his disappointments, his pains, maybe his failings and his mistakes, everything that was in his heart, in his mind, in his feelings, in his life, he came to the point in that prison to surrender it all to God. Hallelujah. And when he had surrendered it all to God, every feeling of, a, of maybe judgment or feeling of revenge or whatever was there, he had released it into the hands of God. And when he had released it, God sent for him and brought him out of that prison and lifted him out and he came out a new man a different man, and he did not have to go down again. God wants to lift you up that you don't have to go down again. And we have many examples. Oh, think of King David. King David, he was hunted by Saul, and he was running from uh, cave to cave, and Saul was after him with his armies, and many times he was there alone with God in such a peril praying, seeking God. But in that lifetime, in that period of his life, while he was in those caves praying to the Lord, he had released every feeling and thought, every expectation, everything that was there. He gave it to the Lord. And the day came that God lifted him from that place into authority and power and he did not have to go down again. Think of Job and think of so many other in the Bible. Oh, my dear friend, God wants to lift you out. And maybe you are just crying, Lord, get me out of this prison of darkness, of pain, of suffering, or whatever it might be. And you just want to get out. 
But if he would release you now, you would get out in the same man you were before. But God wants to change you. And when you are refined by the word of the Lord, you know when gold is refined to the highest level, it becomes clear and see-through and it becomes so beautiful. That's what God wants to do for you in your life. Purify your heart. Purify your mind. Purify your spirit. Oh, my dear friend, be it a sinner, be it a saint, be it a pastor, be it a layman, I don't know who you are. Are you ready to give yourself completely wholly to the Lord right now? I must think of that old song, I surrender all. I surrender all. We, we sang it so many times during the altar call. And if I could, I would sing it for you right now and ask you to join in, not as a song, but as a prayer from your heart and saying, Lord, help me through your Holy Spirit to surrender it all to you. Lord, I pray for my listeners right now that they will give everything to you Lord, whatever they have lost, whatever pain they are in, whatever suffering is there, whatever shame, Lord, there, there's nothing they can do anymore to change the past. The past is the past, but today they can release it into your hands. They can let it go and give it all to you, Lord. Give it all, everything, Lord, every thought, every feeling, Everything they are carrying, they can give it to you right now. And Lord, you will take it and you will cleanse that heart, refine that heart, purify that heart and make it brand new. And Lord, you will lift them out of that prison, not the same as they came in. They will be brand new. And Lord, you will lift them up and give them new power, new blessings, new authority, and they will not have to go down Again, I ask you for it in their life right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 